Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. You can turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, The Missing Person, part 2. First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul writing to the Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit. And you would think that he wouldn't have to say this to the Corinthians because they were super Pentecostal, hyper-Pentecostal church. Everybody's speaking in tongues. Everybody's prophesying. Everybody has teaching. Everybody has a word in this church. Paul writes to them to correct all of that. But he says this to them. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And this is probably a word for any Pentecostal church that they really need to hear. You may be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. They had every gift in their church, but the Corinthians were tremendously spiritually underdeveloped. Spiritually gifted, yes, but they had the wrong attitude and many misconceptions about the gifts of the Spirit that led to extreme abuse. First of all, they elevated certain gifts above other gifts. Oh, I'm more important because I have this gift and you don't have that gift, you know, type of attitude. Second, they thought that the gifts, and this is important, They thought that the gifts were a sign of spiritual maturity. They are not. Paul would say to the Corinthians two things that validate what I just said. They came short, no spiritual gift, 1 Corinthians 1.7. Legitimately, they had every gift in operation. He never naysayed their gifts. They had every single gift in operation within their fellowship, which is amazing. But a few short chapters later, he would say, 1 Corinthians 3.1, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as babes in Christ. This is what he said to a hyper-Pentecostal church, that all the gifts of the Spirit in operation, you guys are carnal, you're babies. Spiritually gifted, spiritually underdeveloped. A lot of gifts, but not much fruit. And that is the key. Remember what he said to the people who prophesied in his name and cast out demons in his name? I never knew you. Fruit is when you know Jesus. And so this was a problem. Their relationship with Jesus was not strong and it needed to be strengthened. And that's what his whole point in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 14 to the end, that's what he's talking about. And we're going to cover all that on Thursday nights if you're interested in coming out for that. We're going to talk about all the gifts and different things that you probably didn't think were gifts. And so this is what he says, verse 4, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Notice, this is amazing. These first three verses, four through six, are amazing. Notice this. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, right? Holy Spirit. Notice what he does the next one. There are diversities of ministry, but the same Lord. Lord Jesus, right? There are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. Whenever we just have God, we think of the Father, right? And so you have the Trinity there. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit giving Gifts, ministries, and activities. What is that? What's the difference? Well, a gift of the Spirit, and these are all gifts of the Spirit, but what we would consider a 
I, spirituals. That's what he actually. That's what he calls them. Spirituals. In this, that's what the the Greek word is means. Spirituals. The gifts are things like speaking in tongues, prophesying, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, hospitality. A gift that's given to you supernaturally from God. This isn't your temperament or your. You know, you take those spiritual gift tests, you know, they, and they tell you what your preferences are. It's real, those are really preferences. Spiritual gifts are something that's not necessarily a preference of yours, and all of a sudden it's giving you given supernatural power to do something that is not something you would normally do, like the gift of tongues or a prophecy. And so gifts are those, but then there's ministries, such as apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those are ministries. And separate from those are activities. What's an activity? Well, I would suggest, and I'm not 100% sure if this is what he's speaking of, but it's interesting. In the Old Testament, you see, they were filled with the Spirit with all manner of woodworking and fine tapestry design. And so, you know, basically to do something outside of your ability or given a gift to be able to do something that's supernatural. You know, when they built the tabernacle, the people who weaved those tapestries and carved those items did them by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so too, God can give people activities like that today, too. So when it comes to spiritual gifts in the church, it's very diverse. Many different manifestations of the gifting of the Holy Spirit, everything from hospitality to prophecy to woodworking, word administration. And we don't have time. We're not going to go into detail on any of these today. We're going to continue that as we continue our study on Thursday nights. Notice verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. These are not personal, selfish things. It's for everyone. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, another is the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, another faith by the same Spirit, another healings by the same Spirit, another working of miracles, another prophecy to another discerning of spirits, to another different types of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. Now, why doesn't everybody have all of the gifts? Because if we had all of the gifts, we wouldn't need each other. And we are all part of the body of Christ. He's going to go on in this next section. He goes on to describe this. Notice verse 12. He says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members not of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greeks or slaves or free, and all have been made, notice this, to drink. What did Jesus say? Come to me and drink. And out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He says, We are all made to drink into one Spirit. We are all part of the body. And there is not one part of the body that's more important than the other part of the body. You may have one part of the body that you use more or you give more honor to, but you have those unmentionable parts that you give greater modesty to and greater honor to for other reasons, right? And so he goes in and describes this for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're not going to get into all of that. But he's, he's basically saying that every part of the body is important and none is better than another. They may have different offices than others, but they're all important. And every single person in the body of Christ is given a gift for a specific reason, and they are to use it. Verse 28, And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. It's funny, most people exalt tongues as the number one. But here he, he kind of gives a, a pecking order of position, but again, all of them are essential and everyone is equal within the body of Christ. We're all saved by grace, right? And just because I have one gift doesn't mean I'm less of a person than another person. Somebody may have more authority within the church. And really, when you think of authority in the church, think of servant of all, right? 
not lording it over, but you work your way down the ladder to the bottom. That's how Christianity works. You want to be the, the greatest in the kingdom? Work your way to the bottom. And so we think of it differently than the world does. But notice what he says, verse 29. Are all apostles? What's the answer to that? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. Not everyone is going to have those gifts, but some people will. This is what he says, verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. What is the more excellent way? Love. That's more important than the gifts, and that's what he's trying to emphasize amongst these Corinthians. You guys have forgotten love, and that's more important. Your gifts are worthless without love. What does it mean to desire the best gifts? I would say the best gift isn't love. That's a fruit, remember? The best gift is whatever ministry God has given you to do that will help you do that ministry. If you're a teacher, maybe you want the gift of prophecy, the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of teaching, of course. If you're somebody who's in charge of people, the gift of administration. If you entertain people, the gift of hospitality. If the Lord has given you money, the gift of giving. The Lord gives these gifts to people so that they can operate and function within the body of Christ and edify, build up the body of Christ. And so wherever the Lord's put you in life, the best gift is the one that will allow you to do the ministry God has given you to do. You know, and that's what we should earnestly desire, the best gift, but more importantly, we should love. And if we never exercise any gifts of the Spirit, which would be a shame, but if we never exercise any of the gifts of the Spirit, we want to make sure that we're a church that's filled with the love of Jesus, and that comes from abiding in Him, having a relationship with Jesus, drawing close to Him and allowing Him to work in and through your life so that you might be a blessing to the world. You might be a blessing to Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We're grateful for the gifts of your spirit that you give to your children. You promise that if we ask, you will give the spirit to us. And Lord, I am asking for me and for this congregation that you would pour out your spirit afresh in our lives, that we would be filled, Lord, that we would be given gifts to be a messenger for your grace to this world and that we would be here to build one another up and to edify one another and to encourage one another. Lord, use the gifts in our lives. Fill us with the Spirit. But Lord, most of all, we ask that you'd fill us with your love, that we would draw close to you, that we would know you, that we'd walk with you, that we'd hold your hand, and that you would be our God, and we would be your people, that we would hear your voice, and that we would follow you, and that we would walk in the Spirit as we love you and as we love one another. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand with me? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.